You're listening to All Ears with Somewhere Soul. Welcome to episode 11 of the All Ears podcast. This is Josh Mason, and today I'm joined by Gina and Jacob, who together form the future funk and soul duo GJ. After dropping a rework of the garage classic Flowers last year, the duo have since released their second three-track EP just last month titled City. Throughout the episode, we talk about how they met, life living in London, EP inspiration, plans for the future, and lots more. GJ. Hey. Hello. Thanks so much for coming onto the podcast. Thanks for having us. How are you guys? All good. Come straight from work, straight from the cafe. I'm smelling of uh, coffee and... Dishwasher. Uh, dishwasher. <laughs> Thinking, bro. <laughs> I did put some perfume on, you know, but, you know. Yeah. Nice. nice. Whereabouts? Where's Where's this coffee shop? Oh, Might as well right. give you a quick plug while you're yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quick plug. It's on uh, Blackstock Road, which is a really safe street. No, no, I kid. <laughs> no, no. It is, it's, it's an active street, but I like it. I like it's it. active? Yeah, it's an active street. We'll <laughs> just say that. <laughs> we were there yesterday, daytime. My bike's outside the coffee shop. I came there to work, do a bit of music, and then you've got all these gangs outside yeah. sitting on my bike, eyeing it up and trying to pick it up like they're going to rob it. I know. It's madness. <laughs> yeah. it I spend most of my time looking out the window, looking at the bike, <laughs> then serving the the coffee. To be fair, yeah. but anyway. So you're what, you're a barista or? Yep. Fuck, I can yep. never do that. Yeah. I had one spell in a coffee shop in Nottingham, and I'm just really bad with like hot stuff or steam <laughs> I was just fully like flinching because <laughs> they proper like spurt I don't know if I was doing it wrong yeah. but the bit where it spurts for me I was like it, it's about to blow up I thought it was something like, like, really wrong with the coffee machine so I think it's probably just you, you yeah. <laughs> just me yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> maybe it's me sorry. I'm poor Josh no, uh, no, no I feel sorry that. now yeah you too I know <laughs> anyway come for a coffee I'll, I'll, I'll make you the coffee yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, it has to be a week Though I can't yeah, we, do, I can't do good like proper oh, coffee wheat makes coffee. my heart go. I thought you meant a weekday. I, Sorry, I man. You said wheat, as in like oh, wheat milk. I thought you said weekday. All right, we all need to clean no, our I can, <laughs> No, I can only handle like a like a Morrison's Gold blend. <laughs> <laughs> That's really weak, man. Yeah, basically, because if I have a proper coffee, my heart just goes like. Oh, boom, you're boom, one boom. of them. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, so no. it's crazy. So we do decaf anyway. I'll sort you out some at decaf. There we go. It's fine. It's fine, but a bit of honey and sweeten it up. It's a bit bitter, I'm not going to lie. But anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it's quite funny actually because me and you, Jacob, we've spoke... Time ago. Ages ago. I know you as Massix. Massix? Oh my God, those were the days. So yeah, I used to DJ your your tracks at um, nights out playing at like Shut the Front Door when you were under Lobo. Lobo, yeah. That was a blast from the past. Yeah, yeah, I remember you did um, like tropical mixes. I remember tuning into them mm. on SoundCloud back in the day. Um, the yeah, and shut the, you were part of were you part of the shut the front door? Yeah, you I was one of the, I was one of their resident DJs. Yeah, um, they're smashing it. Yeah, they're yeah, still going. They had, in had, London. Um, they booked you before, right? Yeah, they put, one of their shows? Bruv, they put me on for my first ever thing when I was doing Lobo, the first mm, ever nice. live. Yeah, um, so I did a DJ set with them. So like, big up Ollie and Kyle for that. Um, yeah. They're killing, it. They're killing mm, it. Nice. And then, so, how did you guys meet? And when did like when did Lobo end and GJ begin? Um, Lobo end first. Lobo ended. Well, it just kind of transitioned out because GJ started, I guess. So I, okay. we met in a because you were so you were like 
from the outside looking in, you were like smashing it as Lobo. Things are going pretty good. Your tracks yeah. were getting a lot of plays. Um, and... Yeah, it was good. I um I just think it was missing like the live element. Um, I did a couple of live shows and it was mainly looping and with the saxophone and keyboard. But I think people got a bit bored. There wasn't much audience retention. Mm-hmm. So I think like with GJ now we've got like vocals and like extra percussion and everything. I think it that maybe that's what went wrong with Lobo. I don't think it had a strong enough live section. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was something that was always important to you was making sure like live stuff. I could play live, yeah. Yeah. That's okay. that. I love playing live and seeing a reaction and feeling the audience and just playing bruv mm. but then again I do like having my headphones on in my bedroom and like tweaking little nev- like levels and trying to get EQs all right and make it sound clean but yeah no live was an important part for me mm-hmm. yeah so how did you guys first meet? Uh, we met in a coffee shop yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> called Music and Beans so obviously naturally we both got drawn to um, Music and Beans because of the word music less so about the beans but anyway um, we were both in there um, doing barista work mm-hmm. um, to be fair I thought Jacob was a bit weird and cocky at the, at, at the very beginning <laughs> <laughs> I'm just admitting this now I'm not sure if he uh, good t- actually knows that it's a good time, <laughs> <laughs> it's a good time to just to be open and vent well you know <laughs> after like two years it's time, time to be honest <laughs> <laughs> no, you were because you were like, so what like music do you like then? I was like, oh god, here we go. Here we go. What's your name? Oh, my name's Jacob, isn't it? <laughs> I was like, oh Jesus Christ, who's this new boy? Anyway, turns out he had good taste in music that that married up with mine. So um and then, because it was music and beans at the at the back of the shop, um, they've got like a little studio room um, where there's a piano. Mm. So um, yeah, Jacob was like, "Come on then, um, show me if you're a singer. Show me <laughs> your vocals. You see on. where I'm coming with the cocky element, right? Come on then, come then. <laughs> anyway, now nah, I joke. But yeah, so um, he was playing on the keys, started singing, and it and it, it just really evolved from there. To be really honest with you, it sort of had you know improvised some melodies. I've always sort of written like poetry and things like that. And I think, what was the first song? Uh... Yes, yeah, so just to hold up, what were the artists that you had a crossover on? Oh, Jamiroquai. Jamiroquai, we would say. Mm. Yeah. Because nice. in the yeah. coffee shop, there was like a little iPad and you had to program music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the, the guy who owned the coffee shop, he liked a certain type of music as well. And so from that list of what we could play from, we both realised that Jamiroquai was the guy on the list that we both loved the music of. Mm. Yeah. Everything was kind of similar, but that was like the hard hitting. Yeah. Yeah. But we don't really sound like Jimmy quite too much. There's definitely but a funk. There's definitely yeah, like I think a there's funk references bit, to it. Yeah. yeah, he's just got groove, honey. He's yeah, yeah. Legend, he's one of my legend. first ever cassettes. I think Jimmy Rukai. No hmm. way. That's yeah. back. Hmm. That's before season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mad thing. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like deep underground or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Very nice. Yeah. See, how old have you been? How old was I? Yeah. I don't know, yeah. I had a handful of cassettes. It was like Jamiroquai, Ricky Martin, Five. So it wasn't like, oh, wow. It wasn't like, oh, he's into good music from a young age. It was like... So I had S Club 7 on the yeah. cards when I was little. So it's all right. Had to We've try all been it all there. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but let's not lie. S Club in our generation in primary school, like that was a, that was the thing, wasn't it? Banger. Yeah, yeah, trust me, bro. Yeah. We had to do it in assembly. We had to sing like Reach. And was, like, Reach. Trust me. Yeah. So that was fun. Like, it was part of all of yeah, our generation's music. Yeah, it's true. For sure. It's true. Yeah, so what was the first song or stuff? Well, actually, what were you doing before GJ? Were you putting music out there? Were you... No, so um, 
I had a band, five-piece band, um, that was going well, but it never got to the point where we put music out. Um, and I was doing backing vocals and doing a lot of, like... Backing vocals? Yeah, yeah. It's doing a lot of shows and festival work and things like that, which is really good. And I learned a lot from that, um, doing the live side. Um, Did you feel as a backing vocalist a sort of like need or urge to be at the front like someone with a, a vocal as strong and powerful as yours did you feel like you were being sort of undersold by doing not at vocals? all because, desperate to get to the front or? no 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 not at all because at the same time I had the five piece project going on so that it, they were happening both at the same time mm. and actually I really loved the experience because it was um, male lead vocals and it was three vocals for backing vocals it was four part harmonies and actually it was a great education and great exercise for me of learning how to rein it in as, mm -hmm. a, as a belter and, and how to really uh, you know shape the vowels and yeah it's, it's a really really good exercise um, um, I really enjoyed it I really enjoyed it and what sort of uh, band uh, it was like soul gospel stuff so completely within my yeah, sphere of yes. genre so yeah it was great it was great but I was happy to meet Jacob and like really get going with with GJ so did it feel like quite a natural evolution for both of you at sort of separate stages yeah because when we met I was still doing Lobo but it was kind of phasing out and you were doing your band mm. and so the, as both of those phased out GJ kind of took its place yeah yeah so, yeah yeah because yeah, I'll be to be brutally honest when I saw you were like oh I've started a new project mm. and I saw that like Lobo was no more I was like I was like, oh shit. <laughs> I was like, I love like Lobo. Like, oh, where's that God. music? And then I heard your stuff and I was like, oh wow. This, <laughs> this, is, this is okay. It's fine. Like, I was so relieved. Oh man. Did it feel like really sort of instantly right for you guys in terms of the sound and the music you were creating? Yeah, it was just like, I remember we were just jamming a lot. And, but I've always had this hob habit anyway, no matter, anytime, if there's any music going on, I always press record on my phone. And the, most of the songs were just, they were just happening. We weren't even like, we didn't know the name was GJ or anything like no. that. We were just, just having fun. Mm. Um, so it was quite a, like a beautiful experience how it just all came out, yeah, right? it's quite organic. Mm. Mainly just keys and vocals. That's how we always track, yeah. start writing songs. Mm-hmm. So we'd sit at the piano and then put the iPhone on record, jam for like 15 minutes and then forget about it and then return to it, listen back and find the ideas that we do like and then chop it up and, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love the combination of once you're into like the main sort of meat of the track, it's like very catchy, like dancey sort of infectious, but there's often these initial stages of like really like a lot of like musicality and just like rolling like piano keys and I love how you guys really take your time with intros and stuff was that like a conscious decision with like longer some of the intros for like live stuff or was that just how the songs came out I think it was how the songs came out like the one that song that pops to my head is Direction for mm. example so I think it doesn't even mm. drop for like <clears throat> the first minute but when, when we channeled it um, I was just playing four notes on the piano and then Gina started singing and the, for me anyway as a producer I just thought man what Gina's doing with her vocals and like the rawness of it and the lyrical content I felt that I don't you don't really have to disguise it with having a heavy beat and it just felt natural to let it progress into like the drop if that makes mm. sense yeah it makes it so good because you obviously you played for anyone who doesn't know you played our last Skyline Sessions show yeah. and just the the build up for 
people who probably haven't seen you live before. So then the beat coming in is just mm. so good. Oh man. And was that was it the first track you played? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's our like, perfect intro one, track to yeah. The, <laughs> yeah. Cool, man. In a way I was like, I assume we're all sort of sat down here. Uh, <laughs> it's just like a launch up in the air or something. Especially when you get to vibrate and flowers, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Just nod your head, guys. Just, just nod your head. Yeah, so to talk about um, flowers, where did that come from? Um, it came about because we had a, we were going on a little UK kind of promo tour and we, we didn't have enough music. <laughs> Basically, somebody dropped out and then they were like, oh, look, we've got this slot. Like, does anyone want it? And yeah, we were just like... Let's just do it. Like yeah. we needed to, uh, you know, it was it was a really good experience to practice the live set. Um, but the only catch was, yeah, we didn't have enough songs um, because, yeah, I think we'd only just decided we were called DJ, right? <laughs> it was all like very, very mad. Mm. Um, uh, Flowers is one of my personal favorite songs growing up. Uh, as a terror teen, probably like fourteen. <laughs> I don't know. Loved the song. Loved the song. It just happened. Um, yeah. But I, I love the 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 energy that Jacobs brought into it because I've used the same lyrics yeah I've changed the melody but the energy that you've put in your sound on it has made it what it is yeah it's a wicked arrangement yeah really good fair play yeah we like it did you both grow up in London? no no well I did yeah you did London born and bred in Finsbury Park Um, and then I I moved away for uni but yeah basically been around was it Sheffield? Sheffield yeah yeah Yeah, we were down the road Yeah, yeah yeah <laughs> we got a lot to catch. Yeah. <laughs> you guys need a separate podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so where were you? Where did you grow up? Uh, I grew up in a village called Gastard, which has no gas. Um, <laughs> it has no road markings. There was a lot of power cuts. Um, yeah, but we've got a pub. Lots of time to write music. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't really into music from a young age. I was a late bloomer. Um, okay. What do you think? Like, uh, was the, um, like, stimulus for that? What do you think kick-started the sort of music? Um, the music, um, I met a jazz vocalist teacher uh, and she just sort of threw scatting at me and I was like, whoa, okay. Well, I didn't even know it was called scatting. I was just like, whoa, what's she doing? It's going to Babadook and Babadook. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. Uh, Little part of me was like, uh, yeah, I'm just going to pretend. No, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just roll with it. No, it's always better to ask. Scatting. Always better to ask. Okay. Scatting, yeah, so it's a, like a, um, a jazz style of singing sure. um, where you play around and improvise with syllables rather than lyrics. Oh, I needed that recently in a mu- in a review I was writing. Oh. And I was like, what do I call this? <laughs> and I was like searching like on Google, like jazz vocalist making sounds. Uh, and I was go. getting served up all sorts of words. <laughs> if, it's loads of, if it's loads of notes in a sequence, that's called melisma. But if they're using like syllables, that's scatting. So oh, if it's notes, okay. melisma, words. To be fair, scat. I used to think it was called yodeling. That's what I <laughs> No. Yeah, like oddly, oddly, and you're making up little syllables for like... No, that's something else no. again. Yeah, no, but I'm with you. I didn't actually yeah, know Google it, yeah. didn't Google didn't no. come up with yodeling. No, <laughs> thank God. <laughs> so you learnt scatting. Yeah, I learnt. Uh, well, that was like my first ever um, gateway into um, thinking about and hearing jazz. Really, mm. there was always music playing in my house, but it was. It Did was, you always know you could sing? Like, 
Um, really well? I wasn't really interested. I grew up wanting to be an actress or a bar lady. This is apparently what I used to say to my mum. I became the bar lady, but not the actress. So, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I was enjoyed singing, but like it wasn't like mu- a musical family, as in like technical. It wasn't like playing instruments or anything like that. It just wasn't a part of my life. Um, but were friends or family ever like? I didn't know Jesus, any. I didn't know any musicians. Oh, okay. Didn't know anything like that. Um, uh, yeah, so when I finally moved to London um, and I went to, oh my God, it was my favourite bar, it was called The Good Ship. I met this guy called Antoine and he was like, yo, babe, uh, yeah, you want to come to a jam? And I like literally remember going outside and I was like, met this really cool dude and he invited me to a jam. I'm not really sure what that is yet, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> it sounds exciting. I'm going to take my poems. <laughs> yeah, so... And it was late good, bloomer. jam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was that was the birth of the five-piece um, right. group that I had. Yeah. Okay, nice. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. Quite like an organic. It's quite refreshing to hear like people who often like, oh yeah, it was just music from from day one. Oh just no, no. No other option. No, no. But my mum like always like made us dance and stuff. She put on random songs and be like, right now, come on, children, how does this make you feel? More <laughs> times out of ten, I'd I'd say I was a ballerina on a horse or something weird. <laughs> my brother would be a knight. But yeah. What sort of music is that? Oh, she put classical <laughs> classical stuff on. Right. Feel the music, kids. But, you know, <laughs> my mum was very random, but she's great. She's great. Nice. And so how long have you been in London now? Um, About four or five years. Probably coming up to my fifth anniversary soon. Nice. So, and you north as well? Yeah. Yeah. In... Yeah, I'm in Finsbury Park. And you're, in, yeah. you're both in Finsbury Park? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've moved nice. around the Harringay borough for yeah, the past yeah. three years. Mm-hmm. I fell in love with it. I yeah, really like the area. Mm. Yeah, same. Mm. When I first, so my girlfriend, her family home is in Muswell Hill. Ah, oh, oh, no okay. Way, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I spent like quite a bit of time around Fringe Park. I'm, and I'm in Walthamstow now, so. Oh, um, nice. Yeah. yeah nice. Too, too, uh, yeah, Victoria Line. Easy. Yeah, yeah. Not too far away. I'm a big fan of, what's that pop called in Fringe Park? It's like a big, I'm not into rugby at all. Oh, four and four back. Oh, man. It's new straight away, which we were talking about, bro. Yeah. They've got like some mad gardener guy as well who's done yeah. up the whole, for no one, people who don't know, like this Italian old guy, I think. Yeah. He's got long dreads and he just yeah. loves nature and he's made this whole pattern out, this whole garden with hidden levels and flowers everywhere. It's like a proper thing to go and visit. And they've got Thai, like a Thai food canteen Yeah, I haven't tried downstairs. the Thai yet, but... They've even got a grand good. piano in there. Yeah. Like, we've, we've filmed, like, a video yeah. there before. Yeah, really cool pub. It's a wicked pub. Banging yeah. pub. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so your new EP, which... Yes. When's it out? 20, 25th. 25th of April. 25th of April. It's called The City, right? City. City. Yeah. City. Yeah. Forgive me, City. It's um, all right. <laughs> yeah, if you just talk about what the creative process has been like for that EP, the themes, what it's about... Um, yeah, um, reveal all. So the first song from it, I guess we wrote about a year ago. Yep. So that's yeah. the one that we just dropped last week, a week ago today. It's called Feeling, Feeling Blue. Blue. Um, Even it, that sounded good. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost a little the harmony there. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> you rehearsed that, didn't it? <laughs> Shouldn't tell that, but yeah, yeah, it's behind the scenes, behind the scenes. But that was a bit of a mad one, and I guess that kind of set the whole tone for the EP. Mm. But we went out in Dalston. There was a night that our friends put on Route Seventy Three, and there was happening in Birthday. Actually, Birthdays are shut yeah, down. Yeah, sad, really um, sad. Different story. Anyway, um, how we, recent did it shut down? Like 
month ago. Oh, yeah, right. I haven't even that. talked about it. Just yeah. someone mentioned it in passing the other, or I heard it on a podcast or something. But yeah, it's closed down. Yeah, which is mad. Yeah, this year it would have been this year. Do you know yeah. why? No, no, I have no idea. Hmm. Okay, um, but yeah, we were going to go and support them, and we were outside servant jazz quarters, which is where we're going to be doing our headline <laughs> show. Weirdly, I have actually rehearsed. It's, it's all like it's all like a full <laughs> circle. Yeah, it's like, it's like, it's like a year ago, and. There was a nitty on the street and she just came up to us asking for a cigarette. And we were like, nah, sorry, we don't have one. And then we just basically got assaulted. Like in, in like, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was like nighttime. It was like eight o'clock now and you still got like people walking around. And that, yeah. And it was like, I don't want to talk too much about it, but it was like yeah, a three-pronged attack. Like Both, of, both of you? Both yeah, of us, bruv. Like I lost a dreadlock. Like Jean had to go to hospital because she got bitten. Like get some jabs. Like, it was all the double madness. tetanus jab. Yeah, it was all mad. It was wow. all mad. Even the poor nurse was like, "I'm really sorry. I've never dealt with human bites before." Yeah, like, it's all right, baby. Just <laughs> yeah, she's like some student nurse. But like, after that experience, we were kind of shook. We we're like, "Oh man, like, what's going on? Yeah, why? Like, why over a cigarette? Like, yeah, do you have some pen? Like, yeah." So we started thinking about society and like, I don't know. Yeah, all the madness, all mm-hmm. the madness. So that kind of set the tone for it. And um, that was the first track that we wrote. And then the second one was Oh My. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh My is just, yeah, again, it, it, it's just delving into, obviously we've had a lot of changes in the in the past year with Trump and Brexit, um, especially, but also looking inside of cities, especially London and like, you know, there's so much gentrification and we've, you know, we've lost over 50% of all our music venues in the past 10 years. And it's kind of like, you know, especially in North, everybody's writing about the scene in South London, but there's so many incredible musicians in North London. But I, I feel that a big factor of that is because all of our venues have been closed mm. down like where's the stomping ground where's the grass where's the where's the grassroot venues for artists to be um you know honing in on their craft and establishing themselves as artists um which i think is really sad and it's just it's not just london it's 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 a lot of places so um it's kind of questioning um what what's um what's the cards at play what's what's written for the world and where is the next generation going to play because it's just all being developed so quickly um mm. So yeah, it's kind of I was, yeah. I was going to ask you guys scene. about the whole like, oh yeah, like the South London scene's popping at the moment. Mm. It just it really annoys me. I just I don't see what like good comes from it. Why is it a good thing to talk about like? I guess it's PR South in London the end. A, it's marketing, scene. I guess. Yeah, it's just quite it's just annoying. like division. Like, just, yeah, it doesn't really matter. Where it... I don't, I don't really mind. But when yeah. you do look into it, a lot of the people that they're writing about are actually North Londoners. So it's just funny. I, yeah, I've, <laughs> I thought that before as well. Yeah, yeah. But it's great. It's great. At, le- at least anyway that it's within the realm of the genre that that we're all supporting yeah. here. And, and it's great. Like anybody that can be pushing the sounds that we're all appreciating and digging at the moment. Mm. Like mm. More power. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, the, and it's in- incredible music and fantastic artists. But yeah. Because mm. yeah, the gentrification's sad. That's what I find sad. Yeah, because it's interesting you say that actually. The like venues closing down. I was thinking of oh, what North venues are there. And just as I was thinking, I realised probably the ones that I was going to say probably are the clusters like East, probably. Mm. Right. Like mm. the, the big one for our the type Fins- of scene. But the Finsbury isn't even like a... No. It's like a pub that puts yeah. on gigs. And it puts on good people there, to be fair. It which does. Which I love, but... It does. It's not really a... It's not a venue, venue as such, venue. right. Yeah. It's got like a pizza restaurant inside it and everything. Yeah, and it's kind of housing indie style more than the kind of solely like jazzy scene that's going on. But like now. the one that was, that was TRC... 
Like total yeah, oh center. my God. Uh, you're right, it's kind of like East London-ish, like it's Stoke. Stoke Newington. Yeah, what yeah. do you call Stoke Newington? Yeah. Uh, Waiting rooms in Stoke Newington. Yeah. Yeah. As well. yeah. That's the open yeah. yeah, they do. They do. The Silver Bullet got closed. That was a weird one. They tried to blame it on rent and stuff. And then they said it was going to be offices. And then it just became a restaurant. Yeah. Uh, passing clouds. Um, yeah, it's just, you know. And then somebody even said to us recently, they were like, oh, we're, you know, they, they write this um, uh, magazine. And they were like, oh, our, 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 our readership have said, oh, we'd love to know more about live shows. Where, do, where can you guys recommend for North? I mean, let's. Mm. <laughs> so hopefully it'll, hopefully it will change hopefully um, people will understand that all these plush flats that they're buying are no longer going to have value if they um, strip the culture they strip the it. culture yeah mm. it's yeah. a shame you were telling me there's like a new law that's coming into place like agent of change well it's still going through parliament there's so oh, many right. steps agent of change yeah but like so if if um, property developers build in an area around like live music mm-hmm. it means a property developer has to adapt what they're building to accommodate for the venue basically as in you can't you won't be allowed you won't have residents complaining about the noise the property yeah, developers will have to that's so backwards them. isn't it like yeah. new Bro. property yeah. coming along and then oh hang on that's not okay for a venue that's been there for exactly yeah. however long so what so the law will mean that they just have to what let so, residents know, know yeah. that there is music, or they will build N- the property. They'll kind of soundproof the property. They have to soundproof against yeah. the existing cultural asset. Yeah, that's what. Oh, you said that properly. <laughs> Jeez, that was hopefully. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've researched. I'm quite angry about this. I sound calm, but it's it's not it's not okay. But yeah, so that's that's kind of oh my. And then the third track is City, um, which was actually inspired by our recent trip to LA. Mm. Um, again uh, every city is kind of you know it's glamorised and so they should be you know there's so many amazing things about the city I'm not here to put the cities down um, we ended up we were, we were in like what was the name of the we went area, for like a meeting main... in downtown so yeah, like Canary Wharf downtown. kind of tall sky rises and like nice buildings and that we left the meeting we just started walking and obviously like if you leave Canary Wharf like I don't know but basically, within three blocks, we were in some madness. Like, we saw some guy getting arrested and being pushed into the back of a police car. Not even in a nice way. Like, it was Bruv, brutal. Like, he was getting pushed against the side of the car. And then we started walking a bit further. Like, we used to clocked it, but didn't really say anything about it. And then turn a corner and there's, there's like a naked lady all shivering, like, in the, in the street. On something. And then we started clocking, like, oh man, where are we? And then I look at the floor, there's a couple needles and that. So then we literally head back. Mm. And then we, we get told later that that area is called Skid Row. Mm-hmm. And then um, we started researching it. And basically, um, especially West Coast America, they've got a huge problem with homelessness because of the weather. So all of the homeless people, or a lot of the homeless people in America will head westwards because you can actually be homeless. Like it's warm enough to be on to the street. To survive, yeah. Right. Right. So you'd be... Um, LA's got this mad homeless problem and it's literally... It's next- huge. Yeah. It's a huge issue and nobody knows yeah. about it. I was going to say, you would... Nobody you knows. hear LA, you think like... Yeah. Probably you think oh, yeah, glam, glam, yeah. like jogging, Trust green me. juice. But it is, right. 10 minutes away. <laughs> yeah, but bro. it is, it is literally like that, 10 minutes away. Just Everyone's just getting along with their own lives. Like, yeah. In their own little bubble. Yeah. Like, it's so extreme. Like, honestly, obviously, in cities, there are more affluent areas and more, I don't know what you want to say, rundown areas or however you want to word it. I don't know. Um, but this is so extreme. This is so bipolar opposite that it's hard, hard to wrap your head around. Mm. We were really shook up by it, actually. It's yeah. so sad. 
it's really, it's really interesting for you guys to explore these sorts of themes in what on face value people would associate as like feel good music. Mm. But I think it's a really nice way to yeah to like channel it. Because we want to be able to put a positive spin on it at the end of the day. We're not here to be doom and gloom. Like from our music, we, you know, and especially like the Lobo sound and everything else, we want to make people move and we want to make people feel good. Um, so it's about making, it's about awareness really, mm. but being positive about it and saying, look, we're, we're, we need to spread more truths to each other so everybody understands what's mm. really going on. Don't want us to add to the misery. No, right, man. Yeah. There's too much going around. Like, there's no point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not really a ballad chick anyway. If Jacob had his way, he would. I have love ballads. Only bro. ballads. Like, <laughs> I, love I love them. Saturday, <laughs> so, Whitney. I love them, bruv. One day we will. Life's about compromise, isn't it? So one day we'll do, a, we'll do a ballad album or something. <sighs> Very true. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. So, what's your sort of relationship with London like? Um, generally both sort of personally day to day do you enjoy living in London as such sort of like a busy vibrant city and then also like creatively for your sort of output what does it do for you Mm. like where where we live we've got kind of a community around us so kind of near green lanes we've got the cafe that we that we go to and it's like a little community hub that kind of is an outreach from there um but I don't know I just find maybe it's a Maybe it's less of a thing of cities and more of capitalism, but I feel more time I'm actually just working and busy and tired. Mm-hmm. So that kind of affects the whole creative process. I don't really have time to sit down and do what I really like, want to be doing with music. Um, but then again, like, I always feel that struggle kind of creates really good art. Like a lot of my favorite albums and a lot of my favorite musicians actually went through mad, like periods of mad stress and they went through duress. Mm-hmm. But then from that, they were able to create this like, wonderfully emotive music. Mm. so I don't know two sides of a coin now mm. could you see yourself living anywhere else um, in the future I think when I settle down I'd like to live outside of um, London I'm not really sure because I, I, I like my I look at my life and think oh, I'm glad that I was brought up in London and I met I was came brought up in this community where you've got friends from all around the world and like so I really don't know I guess I'll feel it out at a time and again not being too salty like one of the things that I like is nature and so my dog is I'm, my dog my job <laughs> is I'm a, I'm a dog <laughs> my dog um, so I get to spend my mornings in the parks so I walk around with dogs and like I get headspace and I get to tune into podcasts or listen to music mm. or um, that's such a nice way to yeah. start the day yeah I'm actually quite fortunate so yeah I don't want to be here like bare negative but like yeah I, I'm, I'm okay yeah. and you Gina in uh, terms of your sort of because I feel like people have a, a sort of a love-hate relationship with London. A lot of people I know that live in London, they're like, oh, I love London, but I need to get out of it like every other weekend or like yeah. I need to like get some headspace. and. What, yeah, what... I do do a lot of that. Yeah. Um, definitely. Um, I have to go away from London to appreciate London. Mm. 100%. Um yeah, and especially being from the countryside, like I, you know, I I lived in a caravan for a bit, even so it was so rural where I'm from. It was such a shock to the system when I moved to London. It, honestly, it was just like, whoa, what is this mm. world? But I love diversity, and I love constantly learning. You know, I'm actually like too much that way. I have to constantly be absorbing new things. But um, yeah, since being in London for however long now, I do have to go home. 
uh, to appreciate it, but my family think I'm nuts now because I'm like, oh my God, look at all the grass, look at the stars. And they're like, girl, <laughs> what have you been smoking? Yeah. I'm like, it's all right, mum. That's not, that's, not uh, that's not my motive. You just haven't lived in a city, you know? Mm. Um, so yeah, but you know, be- best of both worlds. I'm, I'm, I'm really appreciative that I, I do have that outlet to go home to. Mm-hmm. Um, and be able to appreciate London again. I think if I didn't, if I couldn't do that, uh, I'd probably feel very differently about London. Mm. Um, but yeah, again, I, the, the beauty of London is is the amount of people that are around that have um, so many different things to that you can learn from them. Being that it's a place where um, so many people travel to from around the world, and that's what's great about it. Mm. That's yeah. that's the appeal for me. I do feel like sometimes that in London despite it being such a big place and full of so many people, you it's so, like, isolating. Yeah, yeah. Because it is so big and there's so many people. Sometimes yeah. you just feel sort of like everyone's just in their own, yeah. like, looking out for number one, just doing their own 100%, thing. 100%. 100%. That's why I, I feel that I, I always say that, like, as long as I have the time to do it, I will always work in a place like a coffee shop. <laughs> because in a city, it's like, it's the easiest way to, you know, it's it's normal to say good morning, you know, and I grew up that it's like, it's weird if you don't say good morning to me as I'm walking across the street. So, you know, I first moving here it's like whoa she's a bit forward because I'm like oh hi how are you like wanting to be everybody's friend and be overly polite um, and loud mm. uh, and that's something I'm you know still trying to get used to now but I feel like because of the coffee shop thing I don't feel as isolated mm. um, oh god yeah if you're on the tube in the morning you like oh man smile at someone mm. they'd be like it's weird yeah. excuse me yeah 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 and that to me is nuts. We literally had this conversation yesterday when we were talking with a friend about the tube and we said, imagine if the people who do the announcements at the station actually say something like, it's okay guys, like take a breath, like, <laughs> look around you, like we're all a little bit stressed and lost, but just smile and try and enjoy the journey, like so- oh, something God, like that. Imagine recoil. Yeah. We should, we, should get, like... we should get comedians on the, on the bloody Yeah. You do hear some. Channel. There was one at New Cross. No. What? And he was just like... <laughs> Here she comes, she's coming in now, and she's looking beautiful. Yeah, and he was like, oh, she's nice and full in Carries 4, but you move down to Carries 3, ladies and gents, you go, oh, yeah, you're getting there right, nice and snug. And it was just like, wow, this guy's... No way. Like... Oh, legit, that actually... Yeah. Oh, fair play. Yeah, you do get them every now and then, but, yeah, there's there's definitely not enough of them. Usually they're just barking, sort of like, I said, like... Don't wait on the doors. <laughs> but that's entertainment. That's gold. Yeah. That's, I would be creasing. <laughs> but as well, like I, I think about this as well. Like how like effective are those? Please mind the gap because you hear it so much and it's constant and repeat. You, surely you're not absorbing it anymore. Like you're not reacting it. It must be like background. Oh yeah, definitely. You like that's why that like you remember when they brought out the new one about the little kids and it's like my mummy said. My mum came home crying last night when they started like the night tube. Oh, so my mum didn't eat her dinner tonight. It's, yeah, that's because it. Because someone that's it. shouted her on the tube. Yeah, like, but because it was a kid's voice, you're like, what? what's going on? Oh, it was a. Oh, I've that. just I've seen the sign. I've not heard. Oh the... no, they put it on the tannoy as well. And you're like, because ah. it's different. It's not that robotic woman that sounds very like mm. dull. I do have a scary. big big problem with the. Um, what is it? Beggars are operating. Oh yeah, at the station, operating. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, like it's like the like FBI or something. <laughs> operating. It's like no, these are homeless people who are doing like anything they can to like try and yeah have mm. some food or something. Operating. It's sad. Yeah. Isn't it? It's really bad. I yeah. saw. Um, I can't remember whether it's in America or Korea. They've got in park benches 
in like one of the parks and they're trying to roll them out. They've got spikes that come up on the bench. So if you want to use the bench, you've got to put money in in the in the bench and then the spikes go oh, down. Mad. And the idea is to stop what? homeless people sleeping on the benches. Oy. It's nasty, isn't it? Jesus, because what would happen then? Brave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What the hell? There's somewhere else on the flip of that I saw where there's these benches that turn into, you pull over the top and they turn into like a little shelter. Oh, mad. Yeah. I'm not you sure where that yeah. is. Yeah. Sweet. Hmm. Somewhere a bit like more egalitarian, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I can't remember where that is. Hmm. But that's quite cool. Yeah, that's really cool. We need more yeah. benches like that. We do need more benches like that. Yeah. More shelters. So there is spikes. like, even though there's bad stuff going on in the world, there's good stuff going of on. Course. In the world. Of course. Of course. Balance. It's all, yeah. I guess that relates back to what we're trying to say with making positive sounds, but there's deeper meaning to the lyrics. Mm. As in, there's always going to be good and bad going on. Mm. Um, yeah, just sp- trying to spread a bit of positivity. Mm. Yeah. yeah, do you feel like your sound has been sort of born from London in a way? Mm. Well, like the like the GJ sound yeah. or... Possibly, like yeah. I... Yeah, yeah. I think so. Like I spent when I when I first started to find music for myself, as in as opposed to listening to my dad's music, I was on YouTube and I was I love and still to this day like UK rap and grime. I really follow that. Mm, you do, and, and a lot of that was kind of birthed in London. I know like Birmingham and Manchester have got their own scenes, but um, but then again, I'm not sure our stuff is that grimy or get maybe the production of some of the beats. A um, little bit. Yeah. How would you de- how would you describe like a London sound? London sound. Right. Mm, I think for me, the reason I asked the question, I think uh, London sound, at the moment it feels like it's a real melting pot of influences. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone that stands out would be someone like Oscar Jerome, who you can't be like, oh yeah, he 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 produces like jazz music. It's, it's just such a, it's a mesh of different things. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you guys, for me, if someone's like, oh, what genre do they produce? It's, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's like lots of different. It's so hard. Like, yeah, yeah, it's really hard. But are they ever going to make like new genre names? It's just like <laughs> I've thought about, I've thought, I've, yeah, I've thought about this before. <laughs> like, it's just so long now. That's what we, how we started this conversation when we first got here, right? It's just so it, long yeah. to for all like, a lot of artists these days. It's like, oh, cool man, what genre do you do? And it's like, well, how long have you got? Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, because am I right in thinking when you submit music to Spotify, you have to like, you have yeah. to, t- yeah. you have to, yeah, which is crazy, yeah, yeah. In, in itself, and that would persuade you to make your music fit more in Into a genre, box, right? Because mm. if you if you if you look at that and you think. Hmm, my music doesn't fit in any of these boxes. Does that mean I'm not going to get in any of the playlists? Does that mean yeah. you could really overthink it? And yeah. It's not that encouraging to just be like, this is no. just what I was feeling at the time or whatever. Mm. Mm. No, it's hard. It's hard. It's like, is this soul? Is this R&B? Yeah. Can you tick lots? <sighs> well, I, I don't know. I think you could tick like two or three. I don't know. I different things are different, aren't they? Some of them is yeah. just one and it's like... <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I really don't know. Mm. Yeah, and you guys have got your first you say, first headline show, right? Yeah. That seems crazy. You guys have played loads of shows recently, yeah. no? Yeah. Why first yeah. headline? Uh, yeah, we're normally middle, aren't we? No, yeah. We are normally the middle. I don't actually know why. Oh, no, no, no. We did headline with you. 
Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Stupid question. Josh. <laughs> First proper gig, proper like About gig. Yeah. That was like a sort of intimate. So it's for yeah. our it's for our EP release, but also it's the first time that we're going to be playing with a drummer. Mm, that's exciting. That's yeah, really fun. three three of you. Yeah, yeah, Sick. yeah. What was the like decision to go with live drums? Um, there was a couple. Like we uh, like a month ago, we went out to Ukraine and we performed two shows there. Um, and the venue it wasn't like a venue. It was um, at the top of a building like a nice plush building mm. 17th floor a helipad on the top and the venue was kind of circular so i guess that did affect the sound but there were how many there were like 1200 people there on the first day and we felt that what the show yeah yeah jesus was it like a festival thing no, no it's, it's just, just like, like a jazz company out there yeah they promote classical music you've got and mad following music. in ukraine <laughs> <laughs> yeah they actually do they do yeah that's crazy Svit, yeah. Svitlo, they're called um but we just felt that our sound kind of in that big environment got a little bit lost. Mm-hmm. And also we're at the stage now where we're really comfortable with our live set and we want to, we do like have segments of improvisation, but we want to improvise a bit more. And having a drummer would enable us to like do loops, but cr- keep a dynamic in the background yeah. and build segments and like, play around. So he's on like a uh, like pad as well as... Like a drum pad. No, he's um, he's going to be literally on the, just the, the actual like Wicked. acoustic kit, and then yeah. we're going to combine it with Ableton and have some like triggers and everything running through. Are you going to come? Oh, absolutely! Yeah, it's already in the diary. Jeez. Wicked. Yeah, yeah. So me and Tom will be there for sure. <laughs> I love it at Servant Jazz Quarters. I just love how intimate it is. Yeah, yeah. like the sound is really good, but it's a really small venue. Mm-hmm. I had some of my favourite shows there. First mm-hmm. time I saw Oscar Drome was there. Oh man, <laughs> and that was just like that compared to his Village Underground show just because it was so intimate mm. Mm. it was just like amazing although I have to, you have to make sure you get there early because I've watched a few shows through the like stairs oh I know uh, <laughs> I've done that I've done that as well just like peeking yeah. down yeah so I'll be there early <laughs> yeah and you guys have got um, Tom Bailey yeah we supporting. do supporting yep Sick. so that was like a weird thing because we ended up living with him yeah no way yeah um and there's like a like spareroom.com. Spareroom.com. You yeah. found him on Spare Room? No. So we found, we needed a place. I was living, we're living in a warehouse, had to get out there. Um, found this place through spareroom.com. And then literally the people were like, oh, by the way, oh, so, oh, you're both musicians. You're like, yeah, 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 do you mind? Oh, no, 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 no. We got another musician moving in next week from, he's French. And, da, 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 da. and then a week later in the kitchen and then he rolls up and it's like, oh. Oh, what, Tom Bailey? Oh. No, no the thing was, I, I was talking to, like, I, the track that I knew was Drops with FKJ. Yeah, yeah, sure. And Such so a I was, song. Yeah, man. <laughs> and I was there talking to Tom and I didn't realise that he was Tom Bailey. So I was there asking him about music and I was like, mm. so what have you done? He's like, oh, have you heard of a guy called FKJ? I was like, yeah, yeah, of course. He's like, yeah, I've done a song with him. I was like, what? You're, oh, you're Tom Bailey? Ah, oh, got it. And like, the whole thing clicked. Wow. Yeah. Um, That's pretty cool. Yeah. You ever done like you done any like sessions together or anything? We've like yeah, we we tried one. Oh, that's the look of yeah. <laughs> like, shut up. <laughs> I, it's, I find it personally really hard like in sessions because like um, and it's not not just Tom that we've tried having sessions with, it's other people as well. And it, I just find I I hear something in my head, and I in even in life I'm not like. a pushy person I don't want to be like I don't like taking control I don't want to be the person that's like oh no tweak that or like let's put that in mm. so I kind of take a backseat role and then it becomes less of a collaboration so I'm still trying to figure out for myself how I can like battle with my own mind and mm-hmm. actually say what I want to yeah, like, yeah. in a creative environment 
So what's the difference in that and how it worked really well with Gina? I guess because we don't really step on each other's toes too much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I kind of, I, I'm such a fan of Gina, man. But I think like what she does lyrically and melodically is beautiful. And I don't even feel that I want to say, oh, you mm-hmm. should change that lyric. Or, um, and I guess maybe it's the same, like reverse. Like, I'm happy to do the production. And like, as I said, I'll spend evenings with my headphones on, like tweaking little nev- levels and trying to, mm-hmm. yeah. Nice. And your vocals, do you have to rest them after like shows because I could imagine if you went on like a tour like a you'd be like fucked <laughs> I would love to swear on this oh yeah oh course, right yeah. <laughs> fuck fuck fuck, fuck. <laughs> um, yeah we don't have like a sponsor obviously or anything alright but yeah like you're obviously you're unreal vocals you oh, like properly thank you. thank you belt them in like a a good way. You know the belters, it's like, oh God. But it's belted in like a soulful <laughs> way. Done that face before. Yeah. Did you see that face? Yeah, huh? <laughs> you like you've done yeah. that face before, you're like, ooh. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> Usually from the TV. I don't try to do, not do that alive. Uh, alive no, show. man, of course not. Can't <laughs> be doing that. <laughs> um, but yeah, how, what, how do you sort of like treat your vocals? Do you, do you practice? Do you do lessons? Do you have like sort of vocal exercises? I'm really bad. Um, <laughs> Everyone always comes on the podcast and says this. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have just quit smoking, actually, but I've been smoking for over 10 years. Mm-hmm. Congrats. And smoking about 10, for 15 quitting, a day. The... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was going to get a badge then, my, my 10 year smoking badge. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so no, never never really looked after it. I've only, it's only the past three months Um that I've actually started to think, actually, shit, yeah, I'm a horse anyway. Like, I'm, I sound so the smoking doesn't help. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm not too mad. I don't do lessons. I probably should. Uh, I don't really practice. I probably should. Um, what I do do before um, shows is I have like set breathing exercises. Mm-hmm. So I just think that it helps really, like, especially if, with the type of singing that I do, it, I, I'm heavily reliant on my diaphragm. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm not if I'm not if I'm not using my diaphragm, then yeah, you're screwing your voice to pieces. Um, so yeah, I do breathing exercises that's about it really. I, I go cycling if I'm going to record actually. Interesting. Uh, yeah, because I think it help and it helps me focus more instead of just standing there and going <laughs> doing these weird exercises and weird mouth movements and just stuff. Go on the bike ride. Just go on the bike ride. Yeah, How I've far? got a really short attention span. Um, like I mean, you like. I am pro. Don't I was going to say, get it twisted. Like, you were like, I, I get out of breath. Lycra helmet. <laughs> no, my mum's still on to me about the helmet. Um, I've just got lights though, and now nice. winter's over. But anyway, I'm, at least I'm ready for next winter. Um, yeah, no, where we record, there's like a nice canal route. So I go around there, and then I, once, uh, once I get to the furthest point I'm going to go, I get off, and then I do some like runs and things, and then I cycle back, and then ready. <laughs> nice. but it's like it's a good it's a good like headspace as well like it's mentally preparing exercise um, man, yeah yeah it's, it's funny isn't it how everyone knows that but mm. I mean it's just it's the doing it's like yeah I know exercise is so <laughs> good for you but <laughs> like I'll just it's like oh and then there's like two months and I've not exercised yeah it's so hard same to do the things well. you know right same as like yeah same as food so many people know that like Lots of people say this about like being like vegetarian and stuff. They're like, I know it's wrong. 
I just can't. Mm-hmm. People just struggle to like follow through with the things they know are mm. right. Thing. Yeah. Mm. I think I think everything moderation anyway. I'm a firm mm. believer of everything moderation. Yeah. As long as you do some exercise, like you don't have to be in a I'm so not a routine person. Yeah. And they're not like, you're not a routine no, no, either. No, but as long as you do some something, mm. like it's fine. Yeah, even if you like cut down how much like meat you ate or whatever, like that's, yeah. that's a positive thing. It doesn't have to yeah. be, like say, it doesn't have to be all or nothing, does it? You yeah. can't be too hard on yourself, otherwise you're, you can end up cracking. Yeah, like, it's just, that's not a life for me anyway. No. <laughs> Enjoy. Yeah. So, what does the what does the future look like for GJ? That's what I was going to ask you. I was keen to always ask um, guests. What's your sort of measure of? Do you have a measure of success? How do you sort of chart your progress? Um, for me, I'm so heavily focused on the performance side. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it's kind of like. How many countries have you played in? <laughs> nice. That's a cool one. That's a really yeah. Cool. yeah, it's such a nice like, one. Like, to... to be honest, like the whole like size of the venue, like you were just touching on about the whole like servant jazz quarters, village underground. Don't get me wrong, like the village underground number is great. I'd love, I'd mm. love to play that size. That'd be epic. And our sound system's but, banging. Yeah, as well. yeah, of you guys course. Sound amazing there. Wow. Yeah, we need the good, we need good sound systems. Yeah, 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 <laughs> we're, we're kind of reliant on them, aren't we, for our sound? Mm. But. Um, yeah, you, you kind of like arena thing is like it's not so much of a turn on. I wouldn't reject it, but it's it's not so much of the turn on for me. It's more mm. like the the traveling and performing in different countries. Yeah. Nice, and you guys have you've ticked off. You've been around the globe recently, right? No, LA, Ukraine, yeah, and was it as well? Is Dublin, it? yeah. Oh, yeah, that was through. Um, yeah. I always say it's Oichi. Oichi. It's, it's Iha. Iha. Oh, right. <laughs> I know, I know. Say so, uh, and Iha. 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 And they say, uh, it's Iha. 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 Oh, that sounds much nicer. <laughs> <laughs> Iha is much nicer than Oichi. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oichi Oichi. Iha. Like Japanese flavor. Oichi. Oichi. Iha yeah. events. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, that was with, that was a wicked lineup, wasn't it? It was like Birdie and... Yeah. Yeah. Elisa. Birdie. And then Lisa and Shigala. Yeah. Oi. Big up to everyone there. <laughs> yeah, family. And Emily as well, so she runs Yeeha. Not um, Yeeha, Yeeha. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. No, to be fair, like just before going on stage, I wanted to like introduce it. I was like, Emily, we need to like, you need to coach me through this. Let's say it five times. <laughs> She's like, it's fine. Everyone says what Jenny was like, no, no, no. We've got to say Yeeha. <laughs> but they're wicked. They're, wic- they're wicked yeah. people. Yeah, yeah. Wicked people. I really love what they're doing for the scene in Dublin, right? Um, mm. So it all connects, all connects, mm-hmm. all connects. And um, had these shows come about the like international booking it's just someone reached Chance. out on a show like the Ukraine one um, I woke up to an email and it said oh, I've spent a weekend listening to your music on Bandcamp yeah I love what you're doing I run this promotion company I'd love to get you out here and fly you over yeah and literally that bruv when we got what we, is the we, reaction we it was, to that like no we thought it was we thought spam, it was spam. <laughs> <laughs> we were like this is a joke like yeah we, we, we had to put some rules in place to make sure it was um, legit Lish. but they were like such kind people they were amazing people um, I'm awesome. so glad that it all, all went through and, mm-hmm. and we ended up there um, yeah it's pretty crazy right to get booked for like international shows yeah. not just in like your sort of like France Berlin those sorts of places but places like LA and Ukraine like you yeah. guys are pretty early into your career as GJ right that's pretty yeah. crazy yeah and same with LA, it was just um, like 
weird sinks that started happening with LA. And then we got an... No, that that was actually weird. Like what, yeah. one little one little story. We 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 just like over like three days we've been like oh like playing with the idea of LA and then we got this email come through and literally the title was when are you in LA and we were like did that just happen did that actually just happen how did that happen like a person we don't even know like it was the first email they ever wrote to us and that was the subject as we were toying with the idea looked at yeah and even when we were there it fell into place so before we went we had a couple of meetings lined up and we had like a so far sounds acoustic show set up and we went out with um, our mate, he's, he runs a radio show over there. We just know him through music, Expedition Radio. He's called Derek. And we walked past the lodge room and there was a lit French lady outside. I can't remember her name. And she was like, I've seen a video of you two online. Yeah. Um, would you like to come <laughs> and play? Yeah. So, Do you want to play tomorrow night? And we were like, uh, yeah, 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 of course. That is crazy. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Pinch yourself moments. <laughs> yeah. yeah non- <laughs> non-stop. Wow. I think it's him with his scraggly hair that's like stands out. <laughs> No, you. There's a reason why he won't get his dreads done. Anyway. So what countries are on the, not hit list, but like what what sort of, what if um, that's what you're sort of measuring the sort of success and what what countries have you got that is your sort of dream? Seoul, Korea. Mm. Seoul, Seoul. Sorry, I just clucked that's a bad point. Could have made a joke there, but Seoul, somewhere Seoul, Korea, capital of Korea. Is, uh, oh, sorry about him. No, no. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> he tries. I wish he was on cam. He's actually laughing. Guys, he's laughing at my joke. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Where do you want to go? No, no. I'd love, I love, man, I'm, my life is kind of dictated by food. I love food. Yeah. And Korean food is one of the nicest ones. So I'd love to do Korea. Mm. Um, I'd like to do LA again. Um, India would be quite cool. Mm. Mm. Um, I don't know how to tap into that marketplace. I know they've got their whole thing going on as well. Um, yeah, Philippines. Mm. Yeah. Nice, very nice. Yeah. Right, I'm conscious of time, so we're going to get on to some questions that you had come in on social media. Mm-hmm. I hope they're kind. Yeah, it's <laughs> a few bad ones. Why not? doesn't he cut his hair? <laughs> Why is that long? Yeah. What's on Roy? Yeah, bro. Right. So, <laughs> do you plan on doing any more remakes slash covers of songs? Um, yeah, we've got one. We haven't got plans to release it. Um, what's the song? It's that old devil called Love. Billy Holiday. Ooh. Yeah. Nice. So it's an acoustic one. It's yeah. not. A, it's not a remix. It's not a remix. It's a ballad. It's a ballad. See, he's getting his own way already. I have to put my foot down and be more of a badass bitch. <laughs> oh, yeah, I love Billy Holiday. Uh, that's one of my biggest inspirations. Mm, okay, we'll look forward to that one. Um, who would headline your dream festival? Can it be dead or alive? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Bob Marley, bro. Bob Marley, yeah, yeah, nice. Um, well, I'm going to say it because I missed that the other day. Anderson Pack, mm. oh, yeah, that new track is. Oh, he's he's, he's mad, back. you know. He's, he's mad. I'd love that. Would be my dream to support him. Yeah. Support mm. him in Korea, maybe. That would work. That would <laughs> work. Then I'd be like, right, I'm done now. I'm not going to sing anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that would work as well, like vibe wise. Oh, you guys I, warming up? I'd for like Anderson to think Pack so. Oh, I'd love that. Push and it he, into and the he's half Korean as well. 
Is he really? Oh, I actually didn't yeah, know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I'm mad. Korean. Okay. No so, no, that could actually be. could work. Everything's fallen into place. Anderson! Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Andy. Yeah. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> um... Okay, so we had a question, which is, why are you guys so great? Which isn't really what we were after, but <laughs> if we could sort of rephrase Don't that into... Don't bloody call like, that out. He won't be able to get out the door, man. <laughs> if we could sort of rephrase that into, um, why do you guys think that like people like feel like your music, I guess? What was... What, what, what? So instead of like, why are you guys so great? They yeah, yeah. love you. Like, what, what, what do you think it is about your music that people are getting on board with and really um... like and resonate I think people, I think saxophone is a universal instrument. Mm. Um, it's just like one of those weird ones, isn't it? And you say sax and they're always, everyone's always like, mm, mm. Uh, do you think it makes it a bit more like vibrant and bounce? I think like, Gina's vocals, I think you're a mad, talented vocalist, musician. Um, yeah, I can vouch for that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Thank you. You'll make me blush. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, for me anyway, there's only a few artists who are able to sound exactly the same as they do in studio, mm. as they do live. And I think you're like one of them. Thanks. Yeah, I was worried about the venue when we put on our show in obviously the co-working space. I was like, shit, her vocal's going to be like bouncing all over the, like, <laughs> the office windows and stuff. I don't really know anything about sound. And I was like really, squared, really scared about how like Squared. the vocal's just blowing up like <laughs> pops and stuff everywhere yeah. normally does burst an eardrum or two yeah um, and the last one is uh, best what's the best gig you've ever been to? ever been to? Um... Um, recent, recently I actually went to Van Morrison's show Mm. He had um, the band from, oh bloody hell, Joe DeFrancesco. And just like the, just the band were on it, man. Like it's just, it was just a vibe. Like I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. Nice. I've got a mental block, bro. (laughs) Gig you'd like to go to? Um, Bob Marley. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck's sake. Um, No, Stevie Wonder, I'd actually like to go and see him. I think like from that era, he's like one of the last kind of ones who's still about. Um, Stevie Wonder comes up in 90% of our podcasts. What a legend. Everyone's just like, Stevie's the man. Man. Mm. Yeah. All right, well, we'll we'll end on that note. Thanks so much for coming onto the podcast. Uh, Thanks thanks for having us. Looking forward to the new EP. Cheers, guys. Thanks.